Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Poetic Interviews podcast. I'm your host as always, Aaron Kent, and today's episode is about the poet Simon Barraclough. Okay, I am recording in a fairly loud place today. I don't know if that will show up. Um, there'll be people in the background such a walking past. It's not really a public place, but it's uh, by a cafeteria in a closed room. So I'm sorry for the public noise. But this is a good opportunity for me to explore performance and how I perform. I've always worried that I'm not a good reader. I'm fast, I panic a little bit, and I uh, am so excited about a line four lines away that I neglect the previous four lines. And when I get to that line, I'm already excited about the next line four lines away. This is why I don't perform as much probably as I should or I ought to. And I honestly believe the only way to get better is by doing things like hosting a podcast or doing readings. I was offered a reading of a book I've got coming up at a local bookstore and I turned it down for two reasons. One, I was worried nobody would turn up. And two, I was worried that if I did, if people did turn up, they would lose interest in me because of my poor reading. I'm not a bad reader. I'm, I read a lot. I read a lot of books. I read quick. I read often. I'm just public speaking. I'm so nervous that people will judge me that I try to get what I'm saying over with as quick as possible so that I don't have to carry on. <laughs> it's not the best introduction as a poet, I'm sure. Um, today's episode features a lot of sea-related poetry. Um, I think this is partly to do with the fact that I used to be a submariner in the military. Uh, this is a very strange decision. Everyone who knows me is, doesn't know why, and I agree. That's probably not what you'd expect from me. I'm anti-Trident, and I was on nuclear submarines with Trident. I had lost a job, and I had uh, nowhere to go. So to be given somewhere to live and somewhere to earn money was an opportunity I took with both hands. And I both regret it and don't regret it. It made me strong because of everything I went through. And it gave me a bond with the sea. But at the same time, a lot of stuff happened there that I wish never happened. I went through a lot of hell. And turning the clocks back would be something I would definitely consider. But I'm where I am now. I'm uh, a teacher now. I have two books being released this year. Tertiary Colours in the middle of this year to late this year with Knives, Forks and Spoons Press, a 20-page chapbook, and the last hundred at the end of the year about Cornwall, where I live, about the West Penwith area, and poetry of mine interspersed with photography by William Arnold. That's coming out later this year, probably about winter time, late winter, with uh, Guillemot Press. Uh, I'm also married. I've got a, a baby girl, a little daughter called Rue, who I adore, and maybe these things wouldn't have happened if I never joined the Navy, if I was never a submariner. So I have a lot of exploring to do about that time in my life and a lot of that exploration happened in these poems with Simon. He also responded with poetry about the sea and we kind of a shared acknowledgement that this was where we were going with these poems and that's how it ended up. Um, we only did three questions and three answers, so not everyone ends up doing ten like Daniel O'Connolly or Charlie Bayless or Rupert Lloydell. Some only do three. Some like Luke Wright only do one. Um, and that's that's quite the joy of this project is 
seeing how many works, how many poems we can get out, how many before our correspondence comes to an end. The Poetic Individuals Project is a bit of a downgrade at the moment. It's on a slope. It's I've got I've not got a lot of free time at the moment to carry on with it. I'm still uploading when and if I get the opportunity, but it used to be once every two days a new poem and I used to have two months in advance scheduled. Now I am got no poems scheduled. There's been nothing posted for a couple of weeks because of Christmas as well. And I've only got two poems waiting to be scheduled. So I'm gonna keep going, but I've got a lot of other stuff on my plate. Um, so it's gonna be quite slow. So you can check out more about today's featured writer, Simon Barraclough. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he was born in Huddersfield. You can read more on his website, which is just his name.com. I'll put a link in the description. He was born in Huddersfield, West Yorkshire, to an Irish mother and a Yorkshire father. Um, when he was six years old, that's when he decided he wanted to be a writer, and the first thing he wrote was an illustrated Doctor Who and the Daleks novella for his primary school teacher. He eventually went on to study English at Nottingham University, took an MA in critical theory at Sussex University, thought about taking a PhD and pursuing an academic career, but realised he wanted to be a writer rather than a professionally study writing. Um, his debut poetry collection, Los Alamos Mon Amor, was published by Salt in 2008, and he was shortlisted for a Ford Prize. Since then, he's published Bonjour Tetris with Pend in the Margins, and his second full collection from Salt, Neptune Blue, came out in 2011. This then began something of an astron astronomical strand in his work, leading directly to his latest book, Sunspots. He also does some live multimedia events, including Psychopoetica and the Debris Field, and he blogs at Mo Better Blues. He was a poet in residence at UCL's Mullard Space Science Laboratory, where he worked with scientists, engineers, and students to produce the anthology Laboratorio. God, a lot of stuff here going on. Simon, a lot of unpronounceable stuff, which is available from Sidekick Books. He's, yeah, and his latest book, Sunspots, uh, was published by Pendant and Margins. I've got a copy of that. It's fantastic. It's a book glimpse sequence about the sun, and it's from the sun's point of view. I'd recommend it, and I just recommend Pendant and Margins in general. He's created a live show based on the book, and he toured that in 2015. And now he's writing more prose, prose and complimenting a return to some kind of theatrical writing. Uh, so you can check all that out there. Um, without further ado, uh, let's get started. Question one. There is a point just off the continental shelf where you live in fear of reaching crush depth, whether pelagic or oceanic, kursk or fresher, the fear weighs as much as midnight and freezing. But surfaced, all 0.1 seconds of bioluminescence brings life to the lungs again. How do you learn to breathe when the air is sparse? And waited. What is the colour when black is burned? What is the colour? Neil Young. I wish I were lying, telling fibs in the iron belly of Il Terribile Pesce Cane to my dear frantic Babbo Geppetto, who will never let go of hoping to plumb me, sift me, dragnet, land me, and fetch me. I've been here before. In the mouth of old stars, sentenced to sip gravity's hemlock, crunching iron at the core, dislocating their gears, marring the void with the drifting nebula of egg-blown hope. 
Oxygen clings to the capsized iron life rafts in my frantic blood. Ah, Geppetto, loyal fellow, fetch another length of wood. I'm down here for good, banging on the womb of La Fata Turquina. I cannot tell a lie. Question 2. I drowned in the river at birth. Aaron 99, or 89, left a gunny years later as a sign of the baptism I never wanted. Wesley preaching in the pit so I could be full. Be empty. Black tin. Wolframite. Arsenic. I played the role of Joe Roberts for my family. They needed a scapegoat. They needed the sacrifice. Have you ever been the lamb? 205 fathom and still digging. March 98. Man turns his back on his family. Well, he just ain't no good. 100 jail, 100 pound, 100 court. Not a fisherman, not a miner too. All the fish and tin have gone. What are my brothers to do? Look the other way. You cannot drown in the same river twice. I dunked three babes in the river Styx. The current took the first two, leaving this... Swift runner with a ring of tenderness about his ankle, his breast a target for the arrows of desire trampled underfoot. So fleet, so fucked up, such a super sulker. I sometimes wonder why did I bother? I'm thoroughgoing goddess, could take any lover. I'm instantly over those who betray me, who've ditched me. And yet even immortals fear the grave, fear the moment you choose to cease to believe. I have an invulnerable hand to play, dipped in the river, so I will just have to grieve way longer than your universe exists, and all the galaxies that remind you of rivers are nixed. Question 3. I think I'm both sinking and waving, not dying for help, just looking for the final snapshot of my last hurrah. 15,750 PSI. I sailed on Trident while scrolling protests in the rearview mirror. Remain victorious of a lost boat. Remain triumphant. Aim aft. Aim aft. Aim MS1. I am only on the Thunder Road because of the nuclear waste in my veins. Sometimes I remember being fathoms deep and I feel lost between acceptance and rejection. Do you still cling to former lives, hold missiles to the scars? Submariners, we're promised daughters, told it's the way the life affects us. I don't know why I still cling to the notion that I'm part of the club, one of the dolphins, when I was rejected with such hate. I ought to learn how to sail, the Hemulan thought, but I've never got enough time. Moomin Valley in November. Janssen. I'm competent of crew, deft of clove hitch and nimble jack with a midnight bowlin, can read a tidal chart, know where to moor and when to yank the fenders, flee the dock, duck the beam and jury rig a rudder. Or was, before this dry docking. Now I gnaw my sun-cracked lips, Tilt sockets scoured by stars and seagull beaks, Flens my flesh for my daily bread, Jab my shrunken, salt-cured bill-tongue Between the fraying shells of my teeth. 
my words fall to the strand, are carried off by hermit crabs who skitter them this way and that over the unread page of the shore. Little stories even they can't read. And that's it. That's the poems. Um, rereading them, I noticed I had a Bruce Springsteen theme going on there from the second one onwards. Um, there's a connection. Mine, I'm not going to speak for Simon's, his wonderful poetry, but mine is a connection of being working class, going to the sea, the crush and the crush depth of economy in Cornwall and how Cornwall lost so much. It's, one of, it's the second most deprived area in the whole of Eastern Europe, Western Europe. But also Bruce Springsteen is a working class hero um, and how that relates to being a submariner and doing something you don't want to do because you need the money. Um, and how I'm still part of that club, both the submariner club and the working class club. And I don't want to be part of the submariner club, but I also don't want to lose my working class roots, which I don't think I have, but it's genuinely something I've considered recently. What, what would happen if I ever lose my working class roots? I a fraud? Will I be a traitor? What happens? And I'm not there yet, but it is something that plays in my mind occasionally. Thank you for listening. If you can, please share this on Twitter, Facebook. Is Google Plus still a thing? If it is, put it on there. Tumblr. Send an email to a friend. Send a message to a friend. Recommend it. Please review this on iTunes or Podcast Addict or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. The more reviews we get, the more likely it is we'll get a bigger audience which means i can carry on doing this at the moment it is just me in a tiny room with a bang average recorder and some software on a computer uh, i'm doing the best i can but i need your support so please please help out descriptions for everything will be so links to simon's site to anyone i've mentioned will be in the detailed description as always, thank you to Dr. Lakata for his wonderful music. It really, really makes the podcast, and it's not just my voice joining on. I would also like to tell Mark Willoughby that Maroon 5 are terrible, really terrible. Thank you.